0: Hey there, this is Chris Pearcy with the Gist of It podcast. Here today to talk to you about a tactic which in dating just needs to stop. I mean, first of all, why they're dating tactics? But, you know, that's a, a conversation for another day. But this idea of deliberately and needlessly making space between you and someone that you're interested in. Let's um let's stop doing that, yeah? Um here's why. Why is it that some people are completely chilled about dating, others overanalyze every interaction and message, and there are others still who seem to deliberately sabotage what seem like perfectly reasonable dating opportunities? The answer is very simple. These different sets of people have different attachment styles. Now attachment might be something that you're you're familiar with, it might be an entirely new idea for you. There's a lot of information out there I'm giving a a brief skim over this so huge amounts of resources out there for further reading but attachment is the emotional bond that forms in us in early childhood but there's also evidence to suggest that some people are kind of genetically predisposed to becoming a particular attachment style so there's arguments for nature and nurture uh, and possibly it being a combination of the two Now this emotional bond unconsciously sets out the patterns in our life which later become the core of how our adult relationships are based. And this is both in romance and in friendship, but I'm talking more about the romantic side of things today. Now the four attachment styles are as follows. Secure, anxious, avoidant, disorganized. Now disorganized is also known as anxious avoidant. Now, people don't necessarily have to be pigeonholed into one style. Um, they can be on the cusp of a, of a couple of them. You can be kind of anxious, secure, for example. Um, but their the attachment style can also vary depending on the attachment style of the person with whom the relationship is with. Now, it's important to understand that attachment styles are plastic, or sorry, stable, but plastic. The stability part of it means that they, they don't fly all, o- all over the place from like day to day. Um, and the plastic part of it means that they, you know, they're malleable. You, know, you can train yourself to become more secure. Now, it might be the case that by hearing the headlines of the styles, you feel like you know which category you fit into. But I want to give you kind of a brief lowdown on what might be typical romantic traits um, of someone from each style. Secure. Someone with a secure attachment style is the ideal candidate to have as a romantic partner for the following reasons. 1. They don't play games, lie, pretend, etc. They just play things straight. 2. They are comfortable being honest about their feelings. 3. They don't have a fear of committing to a relationship. 4. They're comfortable setting up boundaries for themselves and respecting the boundaries of other people. 5. 5. They think of their partner and themselves within a relationship rather than just themselves. Anxious attachment. These people tend to get preoccupied with a relationship which can stifle their enjoyment of it. So, one, typically described as being needy, requiring reassurance within the relationship. Two, over-deliver within the relationships, doing a lot for their partner so that they feel more needed by that partner. Three. Take on responsibility when things go wrong, even when things aren't their fault. Four, struggle with low self-worth and low self-confidence. Five, accustomed to a lack of love in relationships. Avoid an attachment. This is your independent kind of push-aware, I can do everything myself type person. Typical traits might be, number one find it difficult to express their emotions and are generally emotionally unavailable. 2. Dislike putting labels on a relationship. 3. A strong desire for alone time, often choosing this over being with their partner and often feeling that like they're on the clock when they're with their partner. 4. Inconsistent behaviour and can care more about what people think of them than the relationship itself. 5. Want to be independent and not need anyone, often turning down help which would be very suitable for them. And finally, disorganised, also known as anxious avoidant attachment. This is the rarest of all the attachment styles and is quite obviously a combination of both anxious and avoidant. So typical traits might be 1. Fear of intimacy or fear of relationships in general. 2. Avoiding commitment in relationships and a lack of satisfaction once in them. 3. Elevated anxiety. 4. Negative view of themselves feeling undeserving of healthy relationships. 5. Severe difficulty regulating emotions within a relationship. 6. Responding poorly to negative emotions. 7. perceiving other people and their support negatively. So I think you can see that within that disorganized, there is the elements of the anxious attachment style as well as the avoidant attachment style. Now, I think that it can be incredibly eye-opening to know which attachment style you have as it can drastically alter how you perceive your current dating or current relationship as well as highlighting why things might have gone wrong in previous relationships. Now, if you're keen to know which attachment style you are, then I've put a link to a quiz um, which you can... Um, that takes about five minutes to complete. Uh, so go and check that out. Now with dating moving forwards, it can be helpful to have attachment styles in mind uh, with the people that you're chatting with. Um, as this is going to determine like the longevity of the relationship. You know, if a long-term relationship is what you're after, then you know the, the longevity is the important thing. Now there are huge amounts of resources on attachment styles and how they combine with each other. And they're written by people with a massive amount more knowledge about the subject than I have. I'm just giving you a brief overview of this because I think it might be interesting to you. But I wanted to draw your attention to one particular combination of attachment styles. Um, And that is the anxious avoidant attachments. So an anxious person getting into a relationship with an avoidant attachment style this is a relationship of intoxicating highs and crippling lows, uh, leaving ultimately leaves neither partner satisfied. Like the natural kind of self isolation and like the independent nature of the avoidant person will leave the anxious person feeling unloved and unwanted. They will then chase the avoidant person, trying to get trying to get the feeling of love for them, therefore pushing them away. And they'll push them away until the avoidant person gets to the point where they do feel like they want to kind of one of their sporadic moments of feeling loved or feeling um, feeling intimate with someone or having sex, Um, and then they will turn around from being chased and they will come back at the anxious person with full force. This is the intoxicating highs. This is the intense fireworks and kind of love bombing that you might've heard about that happens. And they'll throw everything at the anxious person and they'll both have an incredible time. Afterwards, the anxious person is feeling really loved. And given that they crave this love, they will want to attach even closer to the avoidant person. But the avoidant person feeling like they're being chased will then put even more distance between them. So you then have this um, these crippling lows where there's rejection um, coming out and all sorts of crippling, horrible feelings. It's the classic push-me-pull-me relationship that I'm sure, well, hopefully you haven't had experience of yourself. I'm sure you know someone who has been in a situation like that. Now I'm not saying that an anxious-avoidant relationship can't work, but it's probably the hardest combination of attachment styles um, that that are going. But kind of ironically, anxious people are most attracted to uh, avoidant people because they uh, because of like um, confirmation bias they feel like they are gonna get rejected and they feel attracted to someone who's gonna reject them. So even though it hurts, they've been proven right. Um, Really not fair of our brains, but that's how they tend to work. Be yourself when you date. Now, there is a huge amount of dating gurus out there sharing advice on how to make people like you more and how to feel more mysterious or interesting. And this is what I alluded to at the start. The bottom line of this advice is to act avoidant. Treat them mean, keep them keen, don't message them back for a certain amount of days, don't respond to messages instantly. You know, the idea of um, this being less available. The idea being that you create this space between you and them so you seem less attainable, perhaps less interested, and therefore more worthy in the head, and therefore they'll like you more. Um, and the problem with this bit of advice is that it kind of works. If you're to use it on a fellow avoidant person, then it won't work, because they, they don't mind that you're creating space. Um, if you use it on an anxious person, then it'll be like wasps to spilled coke on a hot summer's day they will absolutely lap that up um but if you're avoidant and you're doing on an anxious person then you're going to get into that horrible red flag um anxious avoidant relationship that isn't going to serve e-review that relationship that i just described now if you're a, uh, if you're a secure person then you're not going to feel the need to play games. Like I said earlier, secure people are comfortable just expressing how they feel. You know, they're happy to kind of go deep with people. And, you know, they're happy getting, not not necessarily happy getting rejected, but they understand rejection and they're not going to be distraught by it. They'll accept it. So if you're avoidant, then, you know, potentially going to get yourself into a situation where you're, getting into a relationship with a, an anxious person. If you're secure, you're not gonna be using it anyway. So if you have an anxious attachment, then, well, I'm just gonna put a, like a blanket statement out there and this might be completely wrong, but I'm gonna say that the majority of people seeking advice from dating gurus are people with anxious attachment styles because they, they're the ones that overanalyze and think about stuff a huge amount. So those are the ones who are gonna be seeking the most advice. So if you're an anxious person and you're thinking about creating this needless space between you and someone else, then it probably feels a bit wrong and dirty and doesn't just doesn't feel right. And ask yourself, why are you doing this? How long are you going to keep this up for? You know, How long are you going to pretend that you're something that you're not? You know, you're saying, oh yeah, I'm this person who's just going to play it cool. I'm not going to message back for a couple of days. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll let them, like, respond, like, message me first, etc., etc. et cetera. And it probably just doesn't feel great to do that as an anxious attachment person. It can be exhausting. And, like, how long are you going to keep it up for? And what's going to happen? What's going to happen when you, when you go, right, okay, I've drawn this person in with this tactic. They are showing an interest in me. I feel like I need need them to know who I actually am. Because you're not going to pretend to be someone you not forever. And what's going to happen when you let the mask down and you stop playing it cool and go, yeah, actually, I need reassurance here and I need reassurance there and oh my God, this and that and whatever and give me lots of attention. You're going to be going from one extreme to another in the head. And all of a sudden, this person who was attracted um, by this cool mysterious character you were pretending to be all of a sudden goes well who the bloody hell are you you've gone from this to being a needy bitch um and bitch used as the perfect word after needy not necessarily referring to any gender in particular um so why What? what's it got you ultimately it puts you in a position where you're gonna get a level of rejection which is gonna hurt more than just being avoided like ignored by someone. Because you've drawn someone in with a tactic, you've shown them who you really are and they've gone, oh no, I don't really like who you really are actually. How much is that gonna hurt? Look how much of a fall you're setting yourself up for. Now, you're not avoidant, so don't pretend that you are. Now this isn't to say that giving someone some space uh, at the right time isn't the right thing to do. You know, creating space, you know, absolutely fine giving someone some time. You know, if you're busy, genuinely busy, then you're genuinely busy. That's fine. But deliberately and needlessly putting space there to manipulate how someone else feels, that's just not cool. So if someone does this to you, then, or if, if you're avoidant, um, then you probably won't care. But you know, if you're secure or anxious, then it's my opinion that you should take that as a red flag. Because either they are avoidant and there are much more suitable attachment styles out there for you or they're pretending to be something that they're not and why would you want to be with someone who's not comfortable being who they are my name is chris Piercy. hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the gist of it podcast plenty more episodes out there on a huge range of subjects so um please do feel free to check them out And if you're interested in having hypnotherapy or life coaching, then drop me a message. That's chris at gystcoaching.co.uk or head to gystcoaching.co.uk for more information about myself and the services which I offer. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you for another episode of the Gist of It podcast soon.